This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! This week, I finally replayed the original Final Fantasy VII to get some much-needed redemption. We also talk about the latest Marvel Avengers War Room video presentation and why I bought in. Then, in what was the most surprising news in Comic-Con at home last week, we talk about the return of G4 and what I want to see and don't see from the iconic gaming network. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah folks i am very happy this week for a lot of reasons a lot of reasons uh you know pertaining to what we love but i gotta say for the last couple weeks i have been in an oven that i call my office and studio in here and i found a way to brainstorm an idea to fluctuate the air in this in, in my place so that it brings the temperature dramatically down so now i am in a much more comfortable environment right now and i'm happy about that not only that but i am also happy because after 23 years think about that 23 years my journey to beat final fantasy 7 is nearing its end and no, I didn't haven't been playing the game for 23 years and still haven't beat it. I avoided playing the game after a debacle on my part. And I'll explain this. Uh, but it was something I felt I needed to do morally, morally at best, because, you know, I don't like to I don't like to leave things unfinished. I like to complete tasks. I like to make sure things. And even though I had a big disdain for the process of that gameplay from the years back i felt like sooner or later i'm gonna have to play this game and redeem myself and beat this game especially the fact that i already beat um remake it wouldn't feel right and i say that once once i beat remake i'm gonna go back and play this game and finally get to it and i did i'm playing it on the switch right now i actually do have it also for uh i had it for a lot of things i had it for the psp or the ps vita didn't decide to want to play it there i also played it uh i also had it for um the ios which is a more fun version but i'm playing it on the switch right now and i just decided to go ahead and get through it because i want to actually play it especially 
for the reason why. For the reason being that next week I'm going to be uh, reviewing Fairy Tale, which comes out today. And because it came out today, I, there's no way in the world I'm going to be able to give a good, thorough review of it. So uh, it actually is already downloaded and ready. I'll be reviewing that next week. And that's a term that's said to be a turn based game as well. So I was like, all right, I can't do this without playing Final Fantasy seven. So I'll play Final Fantasy seven first. And truth be told, I, I it's, it's crazy. Um, when the game first released. I was on it like the rest of us, like the rest of everybody who played it. It was actually the first time I playing a actual turn-based RPG or a JP um, or a J uh, RPG at that. So, um, and while I was not thrilled about the combat system per se, I love the character development. I love the design. I love the narrative, and of course the game-changing cinematic scenes, which is. You know, which paved the way for a lot of games that we see today, not just RPG games, but the way that a lot of games, you know, present themselves from a from a Hollywood or cinematic uh, standpoint. I even got the original strategy guide to help me get through the three disc beast of a game that that is. So, you know, all that is said, however, something happened along the way where I somehow got so far into the game without retrieving the black materia, which is, which was like the pivotal, which was very pivotal to the game's story that the only way I can uh, get it back is to replay the entire game over again. Now, as I'm saying this, and as you're listening to this, some of you are listening to this who play the game. Some of you may say or ask the easy and simple question. Why not go back into a previous game file or save game file and start over from that certain point that is a very very smart and intelligent question and my answer or the answer to my dumbass can give that my dumbass can give you is that i never saved different files instead i stupidly save one designated file that I used thinking that I didn't have to go back to any focal point of the game to do anything, that I was doing everything from the door. I didn't realize that you can go to different areas and if you don't go to every area properly or, or to some extent, you will miss out in advance too far that you would have to go back to a certain point. That's why you need to save. Again, this is, my, this is the first time I've ever played a Japanese RPG you know, to this extent, I never had this type of experience where I did this before. So, um, this in fact really pissed me off because I remember when I realized that I didn't get this and I was looking at the book, I was looking at strategy guys. And then I was looking at, um, you know, the internet to some extent, like this was in 97. So the internet wasn't as elaborate and, and vast and huge as it is now. You know, there was barely any, we had game facts. That was pretty much it. We didn't have IGN or YouTube or any of that stuff. So it was even harder to try to find this. But when I found out that there was some black materia that I needed to retrieve in order to successfully get the story or get the right end or get the ultimate weapon or whatever like that, I was, and I think it was more or less the ultimate, uh, the ultimate weapon that cloud gets and i think it, there was a lot to that um but missing out on the black material really was it, it added on to the experience that you had if i if i remember uh, remember um correctly and when i figured out that 
I went too far in and I can't go back to retrieve it. It, it, it really, really, really did me. I was like, I've put so much energy into this game and now I screwed up a really important moment and I just, I waved off it. I, I didn't play the game again. And throughout the years, I was just so pissed off about that. And, you know, it, it was just, it was so bad. It was so bad. With the exception of like, I, I really swore off turn-based RPGs for Nidoran. But not even that. I mean, with the exception of actually, that's not true. With the exception of um, certain games that added a little bit of more of a twist to their you know turn-based system such as like super mario all-star uh or superstars saga uh and the pokemon series which you know i can you know i was completely turned off of anything else and reminiscent of my experience of this um besides as i mentioned before you know i wasn't a big fan of the logic of turn-based systems as you know that has characters standing in one spot waiting to get hit and i was like i, I want I, I prefer something a little bit more logical and realistic where it's like i'm not waiting you know i'm not waiting for somebody to hit me back and i'm not i'm sure the person is not gonna wait for me to hit them back but you know like i am a fan of strong style wrestling you know professional wrestling like new japan pro wrestling where they do kind of similar things like this in the sense where you know they wait to see who hits the hardest and who can sustain the most the most hits i never thought of the two together but yeah strong style you know uh wrestling is a little bit like turn-based rpg to some extent and to some extent you know after a while they do go at each other but it's like they do sit there like hit me first hit me harder whatever um but that's what the way i think of you know turn-based the turn-based system in a sense um you know yet throughout the years i always had a need to want to finish this game i i i, I am a person who doesn't like to leave things unfinished i have to finish it i'm not going to step into anything that i'm not going to complete and i figured do there do, there's due time that i would have to get back in here I, you know and after a while i figured like if, if i managed to beat the original street fighter which if any of you've ever played the original street fighter that is a bitch to play it is very hard to be sagat um i man i i swear to goodness it is one of the hardest things to ever do is to beat the original street fighter uh luckily i to you know make sure that i beat it i've recorded that the video footage on there so um that was an awesome thing so i figured like if i could be street fighter i could definitely get through final fantasy 7 and it took about two decades people but i finally and fully am back on this game and this time i retrieved the black materia and more i managed to even get items that i didn't get the last time i played this game thoroughly you know so it, it, it brings me a bit of comfort uh to my life as a gamer to finally get a chance to beat this game respectfully and feel like i am truly among the many that it got to enjoy this game i will also say that after playing this game or uh the first disc of this game i have even more appreciation for remake and because they in a sense that they didn't really miss a beat with that game they put they had more fanfare into remake than they did the changes and i to this day i still truly don't understand the vocal minority who felt that they didn't like this game when the game actually is way more fleshed out and they added a lot more 
to the experience i don't get it i don't understand i mean you could complain about the combat system being an action-based one all you want but at the same time they do have a turn-based option as well so there's no there really is no complaints this game the, the remake is a great accomplishment to the original in fact i feel like this is what they meant this is what they meant to uh, was meant to do a long time ago but didn't have the power to do it at the time so like i said the original to me is really more than a storyboard animatronic version you know it, that it's just the way it is um but i enjoyed i'm enjoying it i love the fact that i'm so close i am very close to beating the game by the time next episode next week comes and i review fairy tale um it will in fact i will in fact definitely have beaten that game and it, it is awesome you know and the other thing honestly to be really candid about this there's a lesson to this and it's that don't leave any unfinished business behind because you never know when you'll be able to finish it and i i don't want to get into that to the situation of what's going on in the real world too much but you know me being a african-american man it's like you can't take anything for granted you can't leave anything behind you have to take everything and and take it with the utmost importance you know even if it's the smaller stuff because you never know you just absolutely never know what's going to happen and you know unfortunately that's the way myself and people in my community kind of think on a daily basis is that like you never know what's going to happen with everything going on right now all that is going on throughout the this summer and everything is going on with corona and, and you know black lives matter or whatever you never know what's going to happen so you need to try to enjoy everything you can and do everything you can for as much as possible because we're not guaranteed that's i mean that is the reality of it but i am happy that i, I am and blessed that i'm able to beat this game that i'm able to do a lot of the things that i've done to experience the things that i've done and whether it's as small as playing final fantasy 7 to as big as even having the opportunity to do the things that i've been doing for this show for acmg in general just take it all in and enjoy it all and don't miss a beat that's pretty much the moral of this story here so i digress let's move on to some other really big news marvel avengers war room 2 released their latest presentation that was that pretty much explained the beta here the presentation was an action pack uh info uh full of action pack info giving us a glimpse of what we will see in the beta which will be available throughout the month of august uh, the beta opens with the players going right into the golden gate bridge disasters which is said to be about like 25 minutes of gameplay and trust me after i watched this i was so excited they came a long way from e3 uh i mean such a long way and i think they were pissed off so much that they it gave them the extra initiative to really give us all and more i truly believe this they they did not want to look like fools after that uh you know that embarrassing display that they had at e3 so um you will also have single player story modes in the beta as well it's this beta is looking to be a lump sum just and it just a lump sum uh exam a sample of what we're going to see in the full game uh, like i said you'll have uh 
single player story missions here in the beta as well as you will be able to control kamala khan uh black widow hawk and iron man in separate story missions and that's exclusive to the beta version one of the biggest requests from fans uh was the addition of hawkeye to the game and as promised it was revealed on this presentation that Hawkeye will be one of the first DLC characters in the game, uh, complete with his own story mode. So, and that's the other thing to each character. After you play the initial 25 minute, you know, Golden Gate scene, you will have access to have separate story modes for each of them to get you a little bit more in tune with how they play so it's it's awesome. We also got to see the appearance of Abomination, which is one of my favorite uh hawk villains out there as well as the hawk buster armor which will be available in the beta version and we'll be able to check that out and play it as well uh they also said to have um the game story mode you will have after the game story mode i should say they will be plenty more to do with the game's avengers initiative which uh will be a series of post-launch content that will expand the marvel universe or the marvel square enix universe i guess we should actually start saying that because people will start trying to combine it together and it's like okay this there's the multiverse situation and then within this there is the square enix universe and that's our or the crystal dynamics universe i think that's the way we should absolutely explain this so people but you know there's going to be people that's going to say this is not 616 this is not close to source so this is not going to move no this is their own thing this is another part of the the marvel multiverse that we need to respect and understand so whether you like it or not crystal dynamics also reveal that you will have control of the helicarrier uh which you can play the harm room uh, play harm room challenges uh and war room missions the there will be five beta war zone missions available and the stats that you earn from the beta version will be transferred into the full game when it releases there will also be a badge that signifies that you have completed the beta version as well um they also noted that you will play single player modes where you team can totally customize and level up the way that you want it to be exclusively and and also acquire uh, gear and weapons as well the harm room which basically the harm room which is basically the avengers version of the x-men's uh danger room where you fight holographic environments uh in in holographic environments i should say and battle and co-op single player missions using ai partners as you learn to master each character's signature moveset the beta will kick off in august 7th for the for uh those who pre-ordered the playstation 4 uh for those who pre-ordered on pc and xbox it will the data uh, the beta will be set for august 14th and it will open to everyone on august 21st so also to note that those who pre-ordered the uh who pre-ordered will get a chance to play the game 72 hours before the initial release three days before the initial release uh, and most importantly all dlc and every part of the expansion will be free marvel adventures also added uh, a little bit of a bonus for those uh, fortnite players epic uh, that they're partnering with epic games as they will add a special hawk and iron man pickaxe weapon to fortnite so all of that combined after playing after watching this very meaty presentation 
like this is the, they did a better presentation than uh than playstation their state of play i they i think they just stopped doing their state of play like I, i'm not aside from the recent presentation playstation uh you know did or sony did they were doing a really poor uh effort to do a really good presentation i felt like square enix really did a great job doing their presentation with this i it brought a lot of us in a lot of us are excited and in fact after watching this i officially bought in i purchased and invested in the the the, the highest one the deluxe one uh which will allow me to you know open you know really play the beta and then also play the game three um what is it three days early and also get a whole bunch of other bells and whistles and treats and and all that stuff and you know extra uh, you know things that goes with that uh i'm ready for this game i'll admit i was hating on this game when it first started it didn't look right like everybody else it just didn't look up to par um and you know kudos to uh to crystal dynamics and square enix for working their ass off to prove us wrong to make us eat crow uh i am not afraid to admit that i was wrong that this game looks ever so epic it looks like major it looks every bit as the quality that we expect from marvel and square enix and crystal dynamics so I am ready for this game when it comes out. I am so on this. Folks, that will do it for this portion. I'm going to take a break, come back, and when we do, we're going to have a final stage rundown of G4 and what I think should happen, what I miss, what I love. We're just going to talk all things G4 because it's coming back in 2021, and I'm excited for this. Are you? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! we are back with our final stage rundown and i am happy to talk about this because nobody knew whether this was ever going to come back if this was going to be a talk in 2020 but in fact we are here to talk about the return of g4 the gaming network that has really for its short stint changed the way we look at video games it actually put an importance into the video game industry both as a genre and a art form and 
this is awesome. I was really disappointed, like many, that they disbanded, that they defunct, that they shut down the network. Um, you know, this was up. This was up on the shelf with the Dreamcast to some extent. You know, it, it's it, it's much like the Dream, the Sega Dreamcast. This was a very beloved, you know, format that gamers felt they. It really made gamers feel like legit in a sense that. It gave importance to what we love and that they dedicated an entire cable channel to this industry, to this genre. And when it left and we start seeing the signs of it leaving and diluting and and quality, you just knew it was it was going to die a slow death at this point. But G4 launched in 2002 and was not just a cable channel that catered to the gaming industry and its history. It was a movement in the evolution of the genre. The the network provided awareness and importance to uh, you know of game development in the purest of its art form. With news and reviews like Electric Playground, now known as GP Daily Online, which still airs today, uh, Victor Lucas, who hosted the show, and at the time when uh, when it was just Electric Playground, legendary game industry music producer Tommy. Tellerico, uh, and a host of others, including the Game Awards founder, Jeff Keighley, as uh, you know, was on there, as well as other shows like Cheat, which was a show that gave you, uh, that or gives you, uh, gives gamers an insight on secrets, tips, and tricks to some of the hottest games at the time. There was also Game Makers, uh, which was the show that processed and, um, that showed the process and development of uh, up-and-coming, much-anticipated games at the time. You had Game On, which was a fun show that had people compete against each other in video games, with the rivaling host being humiliated if one of the uh, people, one of the players lost. Uh, And then, like down the line, later on, they had another review and news show called X-Play, which everybody a lot of people love this in particular because of its host um it was another great uh, news and review show that starred adam sessler and morgan webb and had more comedy uh, had a more comedy approach um to it to the programming which was kind of reminiscent of what we see now on tmz in a sense like adam sessler reminds me of the narrator from tmz a lot uh except we see adam sessler like uh adam adam sessler is just He's just a ball of entertainment. And combined with Morgan Webb, they the chemistry between the two, the comedic chemistry between the two was so awesome. Uh, and Morgan Webb was, she was a, I believe she was a model, an online model. And she was, she's like, like a legit gamer. And the combination of that really, you know, pulled through for X-Play and it showed, you could tell she was a legit gamer. Like she was referencing so many great, you know, things about the gaming industry and you could see her passion along with Adam's passion for certain games. And they were, it, it made their reviews so much more entertaining, appealing and legit. Like a lot of the things that they were saying about it made a lot of sense. They agreed to it. And that goes for uh, Victor and Tommy as well. They were very intricate about their reviews and how they looked at things perspectively. And it really opened your eyes as you're watching it as well 
to know what was good and bad about certain game aspects. So it, it, they educated you really well, also entertained you as much as well uh, in this series too. So you had stuff like that uh, among the you know among the prime prime lineup. There was some really great specials and documentaries, you know, catered to the history of certain games, uh, game developers and companies as well. I mean, one of my favorites that I can remember off the tip of my uh, brain is a documentary that I watched on G4 about Tetris and the person who created Tetris and all of the crazy things that he went through getting that game on a widespread level including which included like the kgb and all types of craziness i'm like this was insane <laughs> about the story and i'm pretty sure you could possibly find that documentary or a documentary on tetris on youtube now but i thought it was just some of the amazing things that they showed into just getting an inside look at what we love about this industry and it, I think G4, I think the G4 network does or should get credit as kind of the stepping stone to what we're seeing now, you know, because in 2004, unfortunately, in 2004, um, I'm saying unfortunately, because I think this was just a means to this was something that it was starting to be a downturn for the um, deal. But in 2004, just two years after their release, um, they would be acquired by Tech TV, which in my eyes was like the equivalent of what Ted Turner acquiring the NWA uh, to become World Championship Wrestling. In a sense, it, you know, even though they had the highest of highs, they end up having the lowest of lows as well. But I was a fan of NWA and I loved the way that they produced and did everything. But when Ted Turner took over, it was like his depiction of it. And to me, it was just a little bit eh, from there. But uh, that's a whole nother story for for another time. This was also met over the years with some unwanted changes to the program's uh, game centric focus in place of programming design to attract a more broader viewership to the channel. Like when I started seeing Star Trek The Next Generation on G4, I was like, what the hell is this? Or even anime shows on air. I was like, oh, no, this is this is I, I, I'm not digging this. There was less attention to gaming in the industry than it was to just entertain people and just throw something on. I remember when I started working, when I worked for an art store back in the day and, uh, and, and here in Philadelphia when it was open and we were so art centric. We had a craft floor. We had a art floor for paints and acrylics and, and uh, oils and all this stuff. And then the top floor was cater to designers you know architects if you will or designers like myself you know you had to draft the tables all that stuff the t-squares all that then i think when sales started going down they started you know the corporate office it was brought over it was bought by a corporate uh you know by a corporation it was no longer a mom and pop shop and the corporations started thinking we need to add more things in that was irrelevant to the nature of the store and by doing so it kind of People were kind of, and, and along with that, and a lot of other changes that happened, you know, such as orderings and all the stuff, people were turned off and they were sacrificing the core people in exchange for some more broader people to come in. And I get the idea of that, but that doesn't always, that doesn't always work in a sense. So it's like, you know, you have to be really sure that it's going to work when you make decisions like that. And G4, when I saw them do that, uh, and started adding on all these different shows that didn't have anything to do with the gaming industry. 
I was done. It was starting to look like a sci-fi light. And I was like, no, this is not this is not the G4 that I loved over the years. So, you know, it, it was it was interesting. It was also said that like you to UFC and WWE were in talks to buy out G4 for whatever reason that would have done. It didn't make sense. You know, the lifespan the lifespan of G4 would end on December of 2014 with no signs of revival. By that time, I wasn't even watching it because I saw too many changes there. And it was like, this is this is no longer for gamers. This is no longer. And I can't deal with this. I'm not messing with this. Um, but since then, we have other media networks try to fill the shoes, the big shoes of G4, like Jeff Keighley's uh, Game Trailers TV and Twitch uh you know, and, and of course, live esport uh, competitions now that we see uh, nowadays in major networks like ABC or, you know, Disney, Disney Channel and stuff like that. Of course, it's all Disney um, in, its, in, in essence of that. But it will be interesting to see what they have planned for this third generation of G4 TV and with an all new demographic here. So here is what I want to see from this and hope that they will bring the S's of what made this network so great. I want to see more gamer focused programming. I need this to be going back to the game gamer centric type of uh, platform that it once was and really stick to it, really stick to it and really promote it as this is the place to be or go to for that type of uh, for that type of format and that art form. So I want more gamer focused programming that highlights the growth of the industry like they used to do. Uh, I also want more celebrities to get involved because, you know, back then when G4 was out, we didn't have the celebrity support and the Hollywood support that we have now. I think back then, 2002, I think the biggest thing that happened during that time for a celebrity was Jean Reno. And Unimusha 3. And that's the only thing I can remember. I knew Keith Sutherland also, I think, did a game or one time too uh, at the time. But now it's so much bigger. It's so much bigger. We have a lot of celebrities getting in on this now. You know, we get that type of support. We get their followers in and make it a really hot thing. I think that will help out as well because a lot of gamer, a lot of, you know, celebrities are gamers nowadays uh, more than ever. So that's a, that's a thing right there. You know, not to say they will ever do this, but they get a Drake on this thing. You know how many people would get on this? My God, are you are you kidding me? So you got that going on. You got uh, you know, more esport programming should be heavily produced for this network as well. Uh, you know, bring, you know, I gotta help. I gotta help them out. Bring back Electric Playground to the network. I mean, I think having one of the original shows on there will be a great help and actually victor lewis still doing uh, ep daily and still keeping it going i think is now a chance for him to come back to have them come back and do it i think he's been he's electric playground is in fact one of the first uh shows that they ever played on g4 and the fact that he's still doing it in 2020 i think he deserves to get back on the front and do this show and have his format back and have all of the cast back there and doing it well because i thought he he managed to stay as strong as he did for all these years i think is awesome 
I am a big Victor uh, Lucas fan. I think, you know, even to this day, you know, years later, he has kids and they gaming, too, and stuff like that. And, you know, he deserves a documentary and assist, too, or he deserves to be in the G4 documentary. I I think this is awesome. I absolutely enjoy this. This is awesome. Um, But one thing that I will address right now that I think they desperately need now more than ever, especially now that we have a big revelation happening a big movement if you will it's one thing that we did not see in the original g4 if you look at every show that i mentioned plus other shows that i didn't mention there was an extremely lack of diversity and representation uh during those times and even to this day if you remember if any of you've been listening for the longest time on this show i've always made mention of how mad i am towards ign in in other places and there's some people who are who have looked out i i give sony credit because i mean during e3 they had a whole representation of people of color and others on there just a, a diversity of panel on there for e3 but ign has always been known to be a very whitewashed company they now has sprinkled a little bit of pepper and a sea of salt but not enough to say that there is enough change they need more I know they got they got some really cool now um, African American you know host in there, and talent and black talent in there. It's not enough. We need much more. We can't you can't just token a brother in there and just like think that that's going to be okay. You got to learn a lesson. Those microtransgressions cannot be allowed. Um, I and that's not to say I don't respect IGN because I I love IGN for the format, but I think they need to start learning like everybody else, and they have, but just. Throwing one or two people in is not going to make us happy. Equality is equality, and that means getting the best person for the job, not just because that, um, you know, they're black. I mean, just because they're black, but they just have to have that opportunity to be. And we need to give everybody opportunity. You can't just have one person as a one representative with a whole bunch of other people being predominantly, <laughs> you know. I want to see this for G4. I think it's more as far from time to see this um and hopefully they don't react on it i know xavier woods is also playing into this um xavier woods is petition i don't i'm really worried about him petitioning to be on this show and put up up down down on the show because he's a, he's a high level he's a he's a high level celebrity he's a known celebrity you know he's in the wrestling business but I would think that shouldn't he have a agent or a PR, a, a, you know, agent to help him get pushed or to pitch the idea of him going there? I think he is perfect for the actual show. I also think that there are other people of color that should be there as well. Um, you know, black, brown, whatever that should be represented on this new format. This needs to be shown that this is a network for everybody. And not just have, you know, black people just playing the game, but actually talking about the game, being a part of the industry, learning about the industry, interviewing people. That's why I created my format here, because we don't have it. We do not have that type of format. We don't have too many people like me talking about this, interviewing other people and stuff like that. We don't have it. And that's why I originally wanted to create ACMG in general to be that that format that we have not had. I want to see that in G4 so bad. I want to see 
that not just people like people me of my age, my demographic, but a younger demographic look at this and say, I can do this. I want to see a a person, you know, a black person on air saying, you know, on air for a kid of the same culture saying, I can do this. I want a, a person, uh, you know, a person of brown culture to go on air and look and say, I can do this. I want people for the longest time. The gaming industry, as much as we love playing the games, when we look at the gaming industry, it's mostly white, European white. And that's all we saw. Anybody who gets interviewed, anybody who gets, we rarely get to see black people or brown people in a high position in the gaming industry. So, and, 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 in, and in terms of the media industry as well, we don't see it. We do not see it. And I want, this is now the chance. This is the time for G4 to really push hard on that showing diversity because if i had a chance to see that i can be a part of this and i i probably wouldn't be doing this right now i probably would be actually pursuing the industry a little bit further because i love the gaming industry and i love everything about it or even the animation industry but we don't see enough of us there and even more with systemic racism they always claim that it was harder for us to get in there you know if we show our picture on a resume it would be hard for us to see us getting that job and the, and, the, and, the, and the numbers out there. So this is G-Force chance to change the narrative of what we see on TV and who we see on TV. So that is by far the most important thing I think that we need to see. And along with that, a lot more documentaries on the history of games and the companies throughout the ages as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah, I talked that up to, to myself being dry mouthed, but if they do all that, this is the making of a really great network again. I, I think this will be great for them to have. Um, but come on, we need to show a lot of diversity in the gaming industry because guess what? Black people don't just love playing games. We want to actually build games. We want to actually be a part of the industry just as much as everybody else. We are capable of doing it just like everybody else same same with the brown community you know latino community as well everybody's capable we we have there's we have the same blood we have the same brains we have the same cognitive ability to do everything that everybody else is doing we just don't have the opportunities g4 get on that seriously i want to see what i don't want to see either in here uh i don't want to see shows that are not relevant to the nature of g4 no more Star Trek Generations. That's where this, you got the Sci-Fi Network. You got USA. You got all these other formats. You got all these streaming networks to play all this. We want a game-centric network. You know, any non-gaming programming. As much as I love anime, I could go to Funimation for anime. I could go to Adult Swim for anime. I don't unless unless the actual anime is based on a video game. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it at all, personally. Um, you know, this needs to be the MTV and ESPN of the gaming industry as it was intended to be a long time ago, but they just didn't stick to it. Um, speaking of streaming networks, this is what I definitely don't want G4 to be. I hope that this is not a means to, uh, to for this to be a streaming network. I definitely don't want this to be another streaming network. If they do this, if they do it this way, 
I don't see many people supporting and paying another monthly fee to pay, you know, on, on top of all the other streaming networks that we have. It's just too much. You know, freaking X, uh, HBO Max just came out. We got the Disney uh, Plus channel. We, I mean, there's so many networks now that they're bundling all these together. And take note, I want to I point this out, too, that people who are falling for these bundles. These bundles, if you don't read the fine print, or, and some of them to respect do tell you, that it's only for the first six months of that that you get all that for that certain one price after the six months everything goes back to normal which means you're going to be paying more so when i thought about that and saw that i was like no it's not worth it not worth it because i I, i've almost i almost got hbo max and i looked at i was like nah i'm out (laughs) i'm good with that one you know i can see many fans arguing this uh, the same way that they would argue microtrans- um, microtransactions in a video game. So let's leave that out. Let's hopefully that that's not a pay by means. I mean, look what happened to Boomerang. The Boomerang Network, which was like the uh, network that played, which is, it was the Cartoon Network uh, sister channel or brother channel that uh, that Cartoon Network parented. And it shows all of the old school cartoons from back in the day along with some new content now they went to streaming network i doubt that they're paying they're that they're really paying that much people are paying that much for boomerang it's barely seen or noticed around uh in networks so um yeah don't do the streaming network thing i pray that they don't do it stream i will be so upset if they do the streaming network please let this be a actual new cable network i don't care if it's in channel 3500 i want this on cable i want this on you know it it just has to be it has to be because not only that having g4 on cable or even regular tv mostly on cable if you have it on cable that means it's it gets more exposure there's more eyes on on the on the channel i don't if you get if you do it as a streaming network there's only going to be a minimal amount of people it's just not going to work this way. And I, I'm, I'm really afraid that that's what this is going to turn out to be. You know, I mean, we got this. I I know people are praising. Some people are praising this. But the Quivy channel where you only get like 10 minute movies or TV shows or whatever like that. Nah, I'm not paying a monthly fee for 10 minute shows when I'm paying the same amount for Netflix. That gives me a whole lot of content and a whole bunch of stuff. I can't see myself doing that. So please, whoever's handling G4. Please don't make this a means to be a, a, a streaming network because I will be highly disappointed. I don't even say upset or pissed off. I will be highly disappointed at that. So hopefully that will be the case there. But I am happy. I, I am very happy to hear that they're coming back. And God, it, it, it needs to come back. I just hope that it comes back in cable. And I hope that they do provide a lot of the things that they do. I, definitely some new series, but hopefully bring back some... I say X Play and Electric uh, Playground definitely. So I actually uh, talked to the ACMG Facebook group as well, uh, asking the question: With the announcement of G4 TV coming back in 2021, what will be what would you like to see back, or what new content would you like to see? Of course, no surprise. Everybody just talked old stuff <laughs> here. Um, I got one that says Cold Monkeys. Uh, I get I gotta give credit to this one. Uh Rian Hart in our ACMG Facebook group. She said a new season, a solitary. I'm done. 
<laughs> that was cute as hell. Uh, another one, Jay Dixon. Shout out to him. He um, said Code Monkeys. And he said Fresh Ink. I forgot about that show as well. Um, Adam Sessler would be nice. I guess he's he's not saying X-Play, but he, I agree. Adam, having Adam Sessler back in some form or fashion would be awesome, too. Jeff Keighley as well, if he's down with that. They can do the Game Awards on there, for God's sake. If they, you know, they have a platform for that. Um, we have also Proving Ground. I forgot about that show. Proving Ground was a really good show, too. Um, you know, the, Anthony Whitaker of the group says X-Play. I can't disagree more. Uh... Now, uh, yeah, this. I got one that says uh, Attack of the Show. Attack of the Show came later on. That's the show. And here's another thing that G4 is credited for, too. G4 is credited for uh, giving Olivia Munn her shine to give her her, um, her time to become an actor and, of course, become Psylocke in X-Men as well. So, you know, if not for G4, you know, or Tech TV, Olivia Munn, you know, I'm sure Olivia Munn would have eventually been out there, but I think she did get exposure being on G4 Tech TV as well and being on Attack of the Show and uh, just, you know, being able to show what she could do there. But, yeah, he said that Attack of the Show and, and OG Ninja Warrior. See, this is where the part where you could watch... Ninja Warrior also played on USA. I don't know if he realized this, but it played on the USA Network at the same time when it played on air, so... Hey, we, no, we don't need that. We don't need that at all. Attack of the show, maybe. OG Ninja Warrior, nah. I, I, I don't want that. Um, Adam uh, Friedman said, I want the old host back. I want screensavers. Another great one. Um, I want Leo, Chris, Megan, uh, Anna, Adam, Zach, Sarah, and the whole damn shebang. <laughs> he wants Attack of the show as well, X-Play. And he also votes Xavier Woods should host one of those as well. Um... Dimitri Jacqua or Jacquez says attack of the show with Kevin and Olivia. Olivia, um, let me tell you something. Olivia Munn is not coming back. There's no way in hell she's coming back. She is way up. It is safe to say that Olivia Munn is way above G4 at this point. She, she will come back as a as a guest or whatever like that. I'm sure she would come back doing a spot or two. She's not coming back to host it. I would be very surprised if she comes back to host the show. But because in, in hindsight, her career has gotten so big that going back to G4 in a sense, I think she could support it. I don't think she should go back to it for, I don't know, I just, I just can't see it happen. Mark Hilton says screensavers. And last one is, who is this? Durant, was Darren Schreeder says attack of the show, X-Play and Code Monkeys for sure. So yeah, mostly people want some old school stuff back. We definitely, you know, for those who watched it and loved it, we want the nostalgia back. Uh, I think it'll be great to have them back in a new format. You know, they were the pillars of this. Uh, you know, a lot of them were the pillars of it all. So we will see. But uh, it's great that they're coming back. It, it, I think it'll shine a light. It's just it's, it comes down to how they come back in what format and what platform that plays a strategic uh, a, a strategic play on that as well as how they paint this new canvas of g4 this time you know let's have some definitely diverse people in here along with some old cats helping along the way i think it'll be great so folks that will do it for this edition of select start thank you very much for being a part of the show i gotta say again Shout out to all of the Podbean followers and listeners right now. Our downloading, our downloaded shows have increased on there. We are now at 
1,671 followers. Basically, basically rounding off to 1.7K at this point. Uh, so that is coming out. And thank you so much. And please, please keep supporting us on all of these formats. It's it's just awesome. I As I announced uh, on the last episode of uh, Talk Time Live, the Prime Show, Brian Donovan is coming on to the show. The voice of Rock Lee from Naruto, who was my guest on the Naruto panel, will be my exclusive guest for Talk Time Live exclusive in August. So please, if you're a fan of Naruto, if you're a fan of Rock and anything that Donovan has done, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the new documentary that he worked on and much more. So guarantee stick, stay tuned for that as well. This Sunday on Prime, speaking of Prime, <laughs> I had a chance to watch the first season six episodes of rooster teeth's transformers war on cybertron siege we got a lot to talk about this was some awesome stuff we're going to talk about that on our talk topic of the week on sunday as well as any news that's coming on in the world of our favorite fandoms you can check us out on talktimelive.com you can check all of our new episodes there always uploaded as well as all of our exclusive interviews like with brian donovan and molly flanagan and amanda c miller and uh stephanie shea uh, aka sailor moon herself um and just so many others in the gaming industry in the in in the comic book industry artists everything all of that is located in our exclusive on our exclusive page of talktimelive.com or you could type directly at uh on on your browsers at talktimelive.com forward slash exclusive you could definitely check it out there if you want to subscribe and download the show to never miss a beat of any of these episodes you could download on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean tune in pocket cast and actually i heard it's more than just where i'm getting where i'm um people can access it too but you know those are the prime essentials that you can download to and check out the show every single moment of your week so every there's always going to be a new episode oh let me rephrase that <laughs> with the exception of next week next week i will be off because this is august and this is also the month of my wedding anniversary. So we'll be, me and my wife will be celebrating our 17th wedding anniversary. And that means that's holiday weekend for us. So I, there will be no, there may, there will be, uh, there should be a select start episode next week, but there will not be a prime show next week. So uh, definitely look out for that. And we're going to keep it going from there. But August is going to be quite a good weekend. And um, I'm looking forward to everything that's coming from there. So, with that said, that'll do it, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Once again, people, be safe, stay safe, look out for each other, mask up more than ever, and have a good weekend. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.